change peace love and life family welcome to another installment of 30 talk i am your host him not them as always gotta give a shout out to the ancestors the elders listeners likers and subscribers can't show the hate no love as always drink your water eat your greens we are here we are live and we are in full effect that was the sounds of earth gang fields off the mirror land album i think they are with the J. Cole Camp, that Dreamville establishment they got going on over there. Very good music. Tap into it. What it is, good family. How you feeling today? We are here. We are kicking off the month of September. The fourth quarter of 2019 has begun. I try to always... I will continue to remind the family. Excuse me, I was trying to make sure I had my thoughts in order. I will continue to remind the family that we are moving closer and closer to 2020. It is approaching, and we have to be aware of that. We have to prepare for that. However, and whatever that looks like based on our individual path and or journey. But what can happen is we can use what we are experiencing and what we've experienced to make that transition as smooth as possible. And with a lot of confusion that the opposition tries to present to us, we have to take time to realize that those are just distractions. And those are just, like we talked about last week, false evidence appearing real, right? We have to take time to realize that we create our own reality based off experiences, yes. But we have to realize what the opposition is trying to give us, what they're trying to hopping right into a good family. I missed you. We hopping right into it. We have to realize what the opposition is trying to do. And with with us still in search for in some people's cases, our savior and the second coming and all that, we have to realize that we we can take advantage of the powers and abilities that we have and change our reality today. But relying and waiting on someone to deliver us or to deliver it to us, it's kind of, you know, faulty. You know, it's it's not backwards. It's just faulty. And we we can utilize the skills and talents that we have. The reason why I bring that up is because your man Jay-Z is in the news again. And this time with another short clip and to give a backdrop, it was a clip that was going around on the Internet. And this when Jay-Z was speaking about the correlations between single family homes in inner cities and police brutality. Now, granted, people say that this came out at the top of the year. But when you are on camera and Jay-Z If anybody would know that when you speak on camera and you're being recorded, you don't know when it will become relevant. You can record something two years ago and to date it means relevance. It has more relevance than when you when you have recorded it. So this clip was recorded in, I guess they said February or January of this year, 2019. And he was correlating single family homes and police brutality. 
And the reason why I have another issue with it is because it's another blanket statement. We're past kneeling is a blanket statement. Single family homes in the inner city and police brutality is a blanket statement. There's so many nuances that can go under what you're saying. You're not really addressing the issue. Me personally, what I would like to see Jay-Z do, even though he can't, but this is what I would like to see, is take the opportunity to not talk to the melanated community, but talk to the other people who pats his pockets. <laughs> you understand? Talk to the individuals from the mindset of how we view them. Why we keep telling the people how to stop viewing us a certain way. Let's show them how we view them. You get me? Let's put in perspective what they're not doing or what how they look at us in our communities, in our depredation that the opposition created. You understand? But yet and still, we still have to explain our situation. Everybody knows our situation. You feel me? The government separated our families. Even before the government separated our families, when we was enslaved, they sold us away from our family. That's the foundation of this country. One, why, are we, why can't we beat that issue down or um, bang on that topic a little bit harder? So what? Slavery is American history. It's just not, quote unquote, black history. It's the, the whole foundation of which this country stands on. Leaving that there. But then Jay-Z gets to say, oh, you know, because there's no authority figure in the house. I'm paraphrasing. There's no authority figure in the house. So the young man or woman has a problem with authority. So when they go on the streets, when, when somebody talks to them the wrong way, they react the wrong way. I'm paraphrasing. So then the first issue I have with that is everybody's mother that comes in or father from a single family home ain't thorough. Telling them that, oh, yeah, you got to be like your father or you got to be like your mother. That's what this family name is. Everybody's mother's not like that. I know our mothers sat us down and be like, look, these police officers don't like you because you black. Do what they say. They're going to try to get a rile out of you, but you need to bring your black ass home at night. That's the conversation that was had. And I'm pretty sure millions of young melanated brothers and sisters have had that conversation. So then that was the one red flag. And then secondly, those police officers don't give a damn what type of household you come from. There's plenty of police brutality cases when the officer killed somebody's son of, of relevance, quote unquote. You feel me? That come from one of them tax brackets that you never thought that your child would get killed by the police. But simply because they had melanated skin, they were. You understand? So like when Jay-Z says these things, it, it, it puts up a red flag because it's sending off, sending off false parallels. You understand? And for someone in his, of his stature that made his millions off rapping and putting words together, this nigga can't formulate a good thought. <laughs> Where's the multi-platinum artist when it comes to talking about these social political issues? Going into a point that I always have here at 30 Talk. Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. Stop looking to these celebrities and these entertainers as your social and political leaders. They ain't got nothing for you. They ain't got nothing for you. They were paid to entertain you, not to enlighten you. That's why he, he's stumbling over his words and stuttering and shit. Like, whoever thought that Jay-Z would be stuttering? Considering what he raps about. Going into my last quick point. So when he talks about this, that there's no authoritative figure in the household. So that young man, and I'm going to speak for me because I'm a young man. I grew up with a single mother of some sorts. I have a stepfather. That's my boy. Shout out to Big D.O. You hear me? My father figure. But um, I've had friends who didn't have father figures. You feel what I'm saying? And so when they listen to music, they're listening to someone who can show them a better life. Show them something that their father couldn't. 
those were typically the gangster rappers. You feel what I'm saying? And what were the gangsters rappers talking about? Selling drugs, pimping hoes, going to the club, X, Y, and Z, beating niggas up. Jay-Z being the critically acclaimed artist that he is, what was some of his music about? So in a sense, Jay-Z could be to blame for the reason why young, young males and females that grow up in single-family homes have a problem with authority because of the music that they listen to. You understand? But when we bring that up, it's, it brings up a whole nother discussion because tonight, not to jump too far ahead of myself, we're going to be talking about defense mechanisms because this conversation that Jay-Z has brought up has built up in individuals a lot of defenses. <laughs> and we're going to go over the different types of defense mechanisms that people try to use to deflect their actual feelings. Because if you sit and listen to what Jay-Z saying, if you didn't even know who he was outside of that interview or these last few times you've seen him in front of the camera, you'd be like, what is this nigga talking about? But because... He is who he is to our community. We give him the benefit of the doubt. Cool. I'm not against that. But we can't allow people to keep pulling the wool over our eyes and telling us to walk. You feel what I'm saying? Like, no, I can't see. And I don't know what you're talking about. So why should I be moving in any direction that you tell me to move in? You see me? And, and that's what I want the family to think about moving forward. Because here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We have to think for ourselves. The opportunity for us to lead ourselves comes quicker than waiting for someone to lead us. We will waste time and opportunity and skills waiting for someone else waiting for someone else to give us what we already possess. And at, at some point, at some point we have to realize that. On the other side of this break, we're going to get into these defense mechanisms. Glock, Young Dolph, Black Lokes, off day, Dumb and Dumber. Definitely was bumping that when that dropped this summer. Oh, man. Anywhere I was going, I was pulling up to that junk. Promise you. Key Glock, Dolph, Black, Black Lokes. As I'm looking over the notes preparing for our next segment, good family, I just want to encourage, send a little, send a level of encouragement I seen someone on IG not too long ago saying that the clouds over our heads today produces the water we drink tomorrow. A lot of times we feel as though when we're going through these moments, we are isolated and and we don't know how to remove ourselves from this situation. When ideally that same turmoil that we're going through is building character and strength for, for whatever is next. You understand? And 
in order for that to happen, we have to put down these walls, these defensive walls that we have and allow someone, something, an experience, a moment to give us the, you know, the courage to encourage, but also the courage to stand firm and remember what the end goal is. Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. Don't forget the end vision. And yeah, I just want the family to understand that. But in order for us to do that, we have to put down these walls of defense. You know what I'm saying? These defense mechanisms that we have. And it's natural for us to have those things. Um, Those mechanisms, I should say. You know, I'm trying to stay away from saying things. Um, These mechanisms is just to try to prevent that same feeling from reoccurring. Right. And especially if that feeling had occurred more than once. Or like more than thrice, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, at the end of the day, how can we prevent that from happening? We put up these defense mechanisms. And with the five that we're going to look over right quick, I just want the family to recognize these things. I understand that here at 30 Talk, we're supposed to be at a certain age, but we all are, we are all at this certain age, whatever the age is, at different levels. We might recognize these mechanisms and know how to address them, whereas others of us don't even know how to classify these mechanisms. We just know these feelings. And once we are enlightened to the point where we can look at these mechanisms and quantify them, meaning put some validity behind them and also recognize them for what they are doing to us detrimentally, we can move forward. We can we can put we can tear down these defensive walls that we have. And one of those defense mechanisms is repression. Repression has been referred to as motivated forgiving. This is where the active and unconscious mind stores away unwanted thoughts, memories, and or emotions. So when we repress something, we're trying to forget it. Forget it ever happened, forget that experience, forget whatever trigger or trauma caused us to feel this way. The problem with repression is that it doesn't go away. The mind is a vast organ that we have. It's technically a muscle because we exercise it and it has its own. It moves for the most part. So when we think we've forgotten something, depending on how we forget that information and or experience, we don't necessarily forget it because there can be something down the line in life that can excuse nature. There's something down the line in life that can remind us of that situation, especially if it's a traumatic situation or something that we are trying to forget. So with repression, it doesn't go anywhere. And then you never know five years down the line, you find yourself in a situation where you're going back and forth with someone and you find yourself being defensive and a behavior comes about that you thought you got rid of. No, you didn't get rid of it. You you repressed it. (laughs) You pushed it back so far that... Only certain reminders or triggers can bring that feeling and or emotion back. But you didn't forget it. That's why here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We have to look at the difference between repression and suppression. Because suppression is a conscious effort to hide and or pretend an individual's feelings, thoughts, and desires doesn't exist. Because with suppression, you're using your conscious mind. With repression, you're pushing something so far out of your mind, you think that it's gone, but it's really deep in your subconscious mind, which is very important for us to understand because the subconscious mind has 
strong powers and abilities over the human body. The Freudian slip, if you're not familiar with that, is when you accidentally call somebody by the wrong name. You might have been fresh out of a relationship and you call your new your new situation, your old situation's name. <laughs> you understand? That's a Freudian slip. Because ideally that person did something that reminded you of this specific um, emotional feeling that you had. It's like, why do you always call me that when you in this situation? Because that's what you remind me of. That's what the mind automatically goes to when it's presented that information or prevented or presented that experience. So when we suppress those thoughts and ideas, we understand that we have those feelings or those urges. And when we are on the defense, we're going to try to make it seem as if that these feelings don't exist. So we're going to suppress those thoughts. Oh, I'm around someone who's doing drugs that I used to be addicted to. I have to suppress those feelings because I'm trying to have a different change. I'm trying to change my life. I'm trying to look at life different. You understand? Whereas if I was trying to repress those thoughts, I wouldn't even think about the times that I was high. Or I'll try to make up something. Going into my next defense mechanisms when we start making up things is rationalization. Distorting the facts. With these defense mechanisms, we're always doing something to try to alter. <laughs> you understand? That's why we're getting defensive. Nah, I ain't even like that when the whole time it is. That's when we start rationalizing. We're trying to distort the facts to make an event seem or feel less threatening. When we find ourselves on the ropes, right? When life is throwing them haymakers and we got to, you know, dodge and bob and weave and all that. We have to rationalize the facts. We can't distort them. Because then we're making our decisions off faulty or distorted information. You understand? When we get defensive, we lose the ability to think clearly to a degree. Right? And other emotions start to arise from that. So then now that we're defensive, we find ourselves with the inability to express ourselves effectively. That's when we start projecting and displacing. When we project, we are typically an we're typically the individual that attributes unwanted thoughts and feelings and motives on someone else. Now that I'm defensive and somebody's trying to pull my card, I'm going to take my feelings and emotions out on someone else. That's displacement. I'm targeting a less power I'm, I'm targeting a powerless target. You understand? And then when I'm projecting, I'm telling someone how they should feel when whole time I actually feel that way. You understand? Because I'm defensive now. It's, it's crazy. I'm all in my feelings. In my Drake voice. You feel what I'm saying? So now I'm going to make you feel as bad as I do. Or I'm going to tell you that you feel as bad as I do. I'm on the ropes. I'm being defensive. Here at 30 talking all about, we're all about solutions. We have to learn our various emotions. Going into our last segment of the night. We're going to learn our various emotions and how to carry it and present it in a manner that people are more inviting to help or inviting or a more inviting version of ourselves, I should say. You know, a lot of times we feel as though we can solve these issues and problems on our own and we can't. We don't even know the defense mechanisms that we possess because we're so busy trying to protect whatever feelings and emotions we have left. Due to the way that life has presented its experiences for us and to us, right? And 
I don't want to talk too much too often, but I just want people, the family in particular, to look at the defense mechanisms that we have. Repression, suppression, projection, displacement, rationalization. Let's think about those things and how we can use these defense mechanisms so we can swing back and not try to protect ourselves from being swung on. You feel me? On the other side of this break, we're going to have our final segment of the night. To that R&B, sir, chasing summer, serves with that TDE camp, so you know he's going to always have the type of music that's got a little more meaning, got a little more substance. And if you need something to smoke to, you can with your lady, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got date night, y'all got Netflix and chill with some wine and shit. Throw that sir on and thank me later. <laughs> yeah, sir, fire, chasing summers, check it out. To close this out, I'm not going to hold up too much more of your time, good people. I just want you guys to think about what we discussed tonight. And just put in perspective a lot of the defense mechanisms that we put up and a lot of ex- and the excuses that we make for others. You know, I want the family to understand that we can, we can look up to individuals and we can even idolize them to a degree because they possess or skills and abilities that we look up to. I'm not, I'm not here to try to bash that. What I want the family to understand is that we have to shy away from this savior complex, this savior complex that we have and this idolization complex that we have. Like a lot, of, a lot of what we look for in others, we possess in ourselves. We just don't look at ourselves in that same light. And I had an installment, one of my previous installments, who should be our first love, L-O-V-E and acronyms. And I had... I had three acronyms for love. Um, Letting others visit emotionally. A lot of us do that when we think we're in love. We're missing the affection. We're missing the attention. So we're letting others visit us only emotionally. You know, not giving us what we feel as though we need outside of just those emotions. We are letting others visit internally, eternally, meaning longer than they should be. (laughs) Eternally meaning longer than the expected time, but because we want to be in love so bad, we've spent so much time with this individual, we have so much love for this individual, we let them overstay their welcome. They're welcome. And then the last one is learning our various emotions. 
And that's the type of love that we all should try to give ourselves. <laughs> Learning our various emotions. That's self-love. So out of the three types of love that we should desire or long for, we should long for the love of ourselves. We should long to love ourselves. That way we won't allow anyone just to visit us emotionally. They will also possess the skills and abilities that we desire outside of just our emotions. The physical, the social, the spiritual, the physical. You understand? Love is very complex. And we're not talking about just love with an individual in companionship. Friendships, situationships, familyships, relationships, partnerships. You understand? We have to find that level of love within ourselves first. That means we have to know our various emotions. And on another installment I had dropped was um, our emotional map. And it was just emotions that we just should be aware of. And I'm just going to read them off. I'm not going to go in depth. Guilt, shame, anxiety, discomfort, resentment, bitterness. You understand? Those are all the types of emotions that we have and possess. So who should be our first love? L-O-V-E. We should be our first love. Because <laughs> once we learn our various emotions, we won't allow another individual to get us all all in a rut. You understand? Or get us all dysfunctional, get us all dysfunctional mentally or emotionally, I should say. That's because we don't know our emotions in the first place. <laughs> That's why we have these defense mechanisms that we have. It's coming all full circle. We have those defense mechanisms because we're not sure of we're not sure of our own emotions or the various ones that we possess and this installment i used um the reference i used was an individual by the name of nathaniel brandon and um nathaniel brandon is an individual i think he's like a psychologist of some sort and white dude but he you know the information that he had i found when i found it i found it useful for myself so i felt as though that i should spread it to the family and he um, is the, the founder, I would say, or the curator of the six pillars of self-esteem. And these six pillars of self-esteem, I'm just going to read them to you. Living consciously, self-acceptance, self-responsibility, self-assertiveness, living purposefully, and personal identity. He feels as though that these are the six pillars that help with self-esteem. And self-esteem is the confidence in one's ability or self-worth. So when we learn our various emotions, we build a level of self-esteem. And with that level of self-esteem, we have a certain aura, a certain confidence, a certain... Uh, I forget the French saying for it. I wish I could. I heard it in so many movies. Damn. And I'd probably say the wrong one. <laughs> but yeah, you got this je ne sais quoi. I think that's what it's called. Something like that. You got this certain bravado about you. And you you feel you feel good about yourself. And the pillars of those of the pillars of having the pillars, excuse me, of having such great self-esteem, you have to live consciously, you have to be self-accepting, you have to be self-responsible and self-assertive. And the one out of my notes that I want to read to you guys, I want to read self-responsibility. And this is what I read in the installment. We have to understand that we are responsible for our choices. Oftentimes, we look at our circumstances and blame outside sources for the consequences or setbacks. It's necessary to understand that the life we live depends on the choices that we make. Do we control all the factors of our lives? Of course not. 
I'm speaking on the choices that we make and having to deal with the repercussions. So when we have high self-esteem, we have to be responsible for not only us, but not only the responsibility of the ones that are around us, but the responsibility of ourselves. And that's, you know, easier said than done, especially when we want, when we don't want to own up to the, the own up to the mistakes that we made or the consequences of our actions. We, we try to hold other people responsible for our actions, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. And if we don't know our various emotions, we won't understand how to carry that. We won't understand how to present ourselves to anyone around us. And here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. The six pillars of self-esteem, look into those. Living consciously, self-acceptance, self-responsibility, self-assertiveness, living purposefully, and having your own personal identity. And look into that information, family. And this was just a brief overview of that. And I just want to leave room on the table for the family to get it on your own, you know? Something that I talked about on previous installments were... Let me find my notes. What I talked about on our previous installments, when we, when we shine our light, we give permission for others to shine their own light. We don't have to allow someone to tell us that, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, I'm not like you. You're right, you're not like me. You're better than me in areas that I'm not, and vice versa. But once you see what you're good at, you're going to give me the strength and the ability and the courage to shine in areas that I feel as though that I have deficiency in as well. Being an educator, I have to use those analogies often because as young people, you, we always, when we were young, we always saw what the popular kids was doing in X, Y, and Z and in the cool crowds. And then as you got older, you started to assimilate those behaviors because we didn't learn the emotions that we had for ourselves we started assimilating someone else's version of life when that's not conducive for us. You understand? So take time to learn our own various emotions. Take time to be able to know who you are as an individual before we try to be someone else. And I'll just leave that there. I'm your host, Him Not Them. If you want to get in contact with me, Him underscore not underscore them on the IG. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, learn your various emotions.